Amen. I invite you to remain standing as you are able as we read together from God's holy word this day. From 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Again, it is such a joy to be in worship this morning. Um, we're going to be talking about gratitude and thanksgiving, and I just want to say how thankful I am to get to hear the handbells. Um, that is the first time that we have heard our bells in worship since before COVID, um, which was before I was here. And so I have never heard them today, and I am so thankful to have gotten to hear that. Thank you all for sharing your gift with us today. Again, we want to say a word of welcome to those who are joining with us on television, specifically today for those in Ward and Center Ridge and Cave City, um, as well as those worshiping with us from the hospitals and nursing homes around Arkansas. Saw, we are thankful for your presence with us this day. And again, Dr. Robbins brings his greetings uh, to you from Jonesboro. He is up there preaching this morning uh, with a group of United Methodists and, uh, and sends his greetings to all of us here today. Let us turn to God in an attitude of prayer. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Gratitude has incredible power to transform our lives. Dr. Robert Emmons, a psychologist from Davis, California, is known in the psychological field as the world's greatest expert on gratitude. And in a series of studies over numerous years, Dr. Emmons and his team have tracked various groups of people across all ages and stages of life. From the age of three to the age of 90 and beyond, they are, have, been, have been talking and learning and growing in this realm of study of gratitude as they encourage and invite folks along all of these various studies to have a very intentional, systematic way of cultivating gratitude in their lives. They invite people in these studies to keep gratitude journals. Each and every day, no matter how difficult and frustrating that day was, to find something that they are thankful for and to journal about it. And they say, within three weeks of this practice of gratitude, they see changes in people's lives. And over a longer period of time, their emotional and spiritual and psychological and mental and even physical health improves. They have seen people throughout their research over these numbers of years build up stronger immune systems. They are less bothered by aches and pains. They find that they have lower blood pressure and are able to sleep better at night, which in turn affects the way that they are able to live and go about their lives during the day. 
It affects their relationships and the ways that they are able to share and receive love from those around them. Gratitude makes them better at their jobs and more productive when it comes to work. They have a higher level of alertness. They are also more helpful and generous and compassionate, forgiving. They are less lonely and less isolated. Gratitude has the power to change our lives. And Dr. Emmons says that this is due to a number of reasons. One is that finding gratitude, making that intentional choice to be thankful for something each and every day, no matter how difficult our lives may get, it empowers us to combat the negative emotions and the negativity that can so often tie us down. Because while venting to friends or loved ones about frustrations in our lives can often help to relieve some emotional stress, when we find ourselves in states of constant complaint in our lives, when complaining becomes constant and chronic, it changes the chemical makeup in our brains and it adds to our stress. It increases our blood pressure and raises our glucose levels and we can face serious health risks if we find ourselves complaining all the time. And so gratitude combats that. Gratitude, when we are seeking good rather than always focusing on what is wrong, has the power to change our lives. Gratitude also connects us to other people and to God. It empowers us to see value in the gifts that we have been given by other people and by God. As Paul penned these familiar words to the church at Thessalonica so many years ago, he was writing to people that were expecting Jesus to come back very soon. They expected Jesus to come back to transform and completely overhaul this world into the kingdom of God within their lifetimes. But 2,000 years later, we are still waiting on Jesus's return. And so for those people in Thessalonica, they found themselves really struggling in that waiting period. We know from experience that when we are faced with difficult times, when we are faced with challenges that oftentimes in the short term, if we know that that challenge is only gonna last a little bit, we can get ourselves up for the challenge. We can run on adrenaline as we seek to do things better and to band together as our fellow humans to confront an issue or a challenge that lies ahead. I remember when COVID-19 first hit and I decided at the church that I was serving along with my board that we were gonna cancel services for two weeks and see where that went. And I remember looking at all of those 
bell curves and looking at all of these statistics and saying, all right, humans, we can do this. This can draw us together as people, as we work together and fight this, and in a couple of weeks, we will be able to get back and stronger than ever. Well, weeks turned into months, as we know, and months into years. And as that time wore on, the exhaustion of decision-making and angry politics and aggression and isolation made it more and more difficult to rejoice always, to pray continuously, to give thanks. The people in Thessalonica may have experienced the same thing. When they believed that Jesus was coming back in the short time, they could face the persecution. They could face the challenges. They could face the difficulties in their lives. But over time, it became more difficult. Life became more exhausting. And they needed to be reminded, just as we do, to keep on keeping on to look for the good that exists, to look for the goodness that God gives us, to seek out good in the midst of all of the bad because that will keep you strengthened and joyous. That will keep you nourished and fed as you wait on the tough stuff, as you wade through difficult waters, as you walk through fires, as you face sickness and grief and a changing world and harmful words and financial stresses and uncertainties and an unknown future in all of it. Paul's reminder and encouragement is to look for the good and to give thanks. Now verse 18 of our scripture passage here has been misquoted many times. If you look closely at the text, you'll notice that it does not say to give thanks for all circumstances, but to give thanks in all circumstances. And while that can seem like a small word difference, a small linguistic difference, it actually makes a big difference. Because the church as an institution has often told people that they are to give thanks for all circumstances. Give thanks for the abuse of a spouse or partner because it will make you more faithful. Give thanks for cancer because it will make you more reliant on God. Give thanks for suffering because it will make you stronger and God wants that. But if we give thanks for the horrible situations in which we find ourselves, that implies that God is causing that. That it is God's will that we suffer. That it is God's will that we experience a child dying that it is God's will that the cancer returned. It is God's will that violence happens. It is God's will that suffering ensues. But I do not believe that it is God's will that we suffer, but rather that it is God's will that in the midst of suffering and struggle, 
that we find resilience in the power of gratitude in all circumstances, as unimaginable as they may be. Gratitude transforms us when we can find it. It transforms us and it enables us even in the face of the unimaginable to discover joy. And that, that is God's will. But joy begins with seeking that gratitude, with finding the good in the midst of the haze of frustration or anger or hurt. It begins with trying to find a new perspective. I saw a post online recently of a mother sharing how thankful she was for her husband, whose perspective of gratitude often softens her anger and frustrated heart, and in one particular occasion brought some very unexpected joy and laughter to a difficult situation in their home. You see, their son had gotten a hold of a permanent green marker and decided that the wall in the living room made for a perfect canvas. And as the mother walked in, she found her son making a drawing of a house that she interrupted and began to feel her blood pressure rising as she looked at that wall and didn't know what she was going to do. But her husband came into the picture, bought a picture frame, framed the house on the wall, and put a little sign like you might find in an art museum next to it that said, R.C. Massacote Interrupted House 2017. Marker on latex paint gifted to his parents by surprise on November 13th. By treating the art as a gift rather than as a child's mischievous act, gratitude ensued, as did laughter and joy. Haley Ann Smith was on her way back. She was on her way to play the harp at a wedding when she got stuck in standstill traffic. Now, this was not traffic where you were inching along but this is the kind of traffic where you turn off your cars and get out to see what is going on down the road. It's the kind of traffic that makes a highway into a parking lot. And as Haley Ann Smith found herself on this parking lot of a highway, running late to this wedding at which she was supposed to be performing, you can imagine all of the heads turning out of their cars, straining, trying to see what was going on. You can imagine that there were more than one four-letter word offered there on that highway as people didn't know when this was going to end. But Haley Ann Smith, complete in her formal performance attire, got her harp out of the car and began to play. And rather than heads straining to see when this would be done and what 
the problem was, heads were straining to see what that beautiful music was. And people got out of their cars to sit on the tailgates or on the hoods and take a moment and just listen. And joy and thankfulness ensued in a moment that was filled with four-letter words was now transformed into a moment of thanksgiving. There's a story in the Bible about Jesus healing 10 lepers. These lepers come to see Jesus knowing that he has the power to heal them. And they stand at a distance and call out to him to be healed. And as they stand at that distance calling out to be healed, Jesus tells them to go and show themselves to the priest. And on their way, they are cleansed of their leprosy. But one of those ten comes back to Jesus to offer thanks. And Jesus tells him that his faith has made him well. Now, he had already been cleansed of his leprosy. He had already been physically healed. But the wellness came. The wholeness came. The fullness of life came, not with the physical healing, but when he experienced gratitude, when he experienced this relationship of thanks with Jesus. All of them were cleansed of their leprosy, but he was made well by gratitude. Gratitude that has the power to transform our lives. Perhaps that is why theologian Diana Butler Bass says that gratitude is the primary moral framework of life in God. When we seek gratitude intentionally, like those in Dr. Emmons' studies, when we seek to find the good in all circumstances, we can discover God's presence, offering us hope, offering us resilience and peace and love and care and grace, no matter what happens in the world around us. We can see that the troubles of this world as overwhelming and constant and permanent as they may seem do not have the final word because it is God whose goodness rules and reigns. As Jesus was preparing to die, he gathered around a table to eat a last meal with his beloved. The tensions were rising around them and he knew what was going to come. But as he sat around this table, he shared bread and wine 
and he gave thanks to God with those friends. Those friends who would cause him hurt and who would cause him great pain. But this meal of thanksgiving, which in our United Methodist worship tradition is called the Great Thanksgiving, this meal of thanksgiving at that moment is at the center of our life of faith. Thanksgiving at that table was not offered because life was good, <laughs> but because God was good and is good and always will be good, even when life is not. Living life with gratitude empowers us to discover God's goodness and God's grace and to live into that goodness and grace even when we're tired and frustrated like a mother who has discovered marker on the latex wall. It empowers us to discover God's goodness and God's grace even when we are afraid to look around us and see a world that seems to be falling apart. Gratitude transforms us to act for good and to act for God. And in that, joy is found. In that gratitude, we are able to rejoice always, to pray continuously, no matter the circumstances. In the season of Thanksgiving, there may be a lot of things that we wish were better. Health, relationships, school, work, politics, families, finances, a lot of struggles that can be amplified in the holiday season. And I hope that we find ways, even with all of those things, to give thanks. Not because life is always good, but because God is always good. And because God's grace that never ends, that transforms us and the world is so good. And in experiencing that grace and giving thanks, in finding gratitude for this grace of God that enters into our lives and transforms it and makes us well and whole like that leper who had been healed, in experiencing that, we find transformation for us and for the world. Dr. Emmons found in his studies that when people experience gratitude, when they were more thankful, they were also more giving and more compassionate. They had the capacity to care better for God's world when they gave thanks for the care that they received. In gratitude, we have the power to be transformed because God is transforming us. And through us, 
the world. And I believe that that is indeed God's will for us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for bringing us together this day. We give you thanks that no matter the circumstances of our lives, that you are with us. And we pray today that we can give thanks evermore, that we can seek your goodness in the midst of the world's strife and in the midst of all of our lives. May we better know the power of that goodness so that our lives and the life of your beloved world can be transformed. Amen.